Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you'll be able to... Leslie? This thing is dead. The Now Theater Company's Broadcast Radio presents a trilogy from Langston Hughes' Jesse B. Simple episodes with orchestral contributions by Samuel Rice, Gary Pincham, and Douglas Taylor. Produced and directed by Lewis Cole and W.B. Ebron, co-producer. Episode number one, Contender Slash the Crank Story, starring Lewis Cole as Jesse B. Simple, W.B. Ebron as Slim, his bar buddy, and Zarita, one of Simple's acquaintances. The place is in Patty's Bar, Harlem, New York City. It was during the war that I met Simple, Jesse B. Simple. It was in a bar down the street around the corner where I lived. He was sitting in a booth with his girl, who was not Joyce. After the introduction, the conversation drifted to work conditions and war plans. Simple said he worked in a plant that made cranks. What? Kind of cranks. Oh man, cranks, cranks, just cranks, man. I, but what do they do? What do they? Crank? I do, don't know what they crank, man. I don't crank with those cranks. I just make them. I reckon white folks uh, do the cranking. In fact, I'm sure they. I'm sure they do the cranking, because you know, you know, it took a special order from the president to even get. Colored folks a job making them, huh? So, so, so I don't know what they crank. <laughs> well, it would seem to me you'd be curious about what those cranks crank. The colored race will never get ahead until we learn about things that. Crank. Well, I tell you, I'll never, I'll never learn about things until I get ahead, then, because <laughs> because there's no way for me to find out what those cranks cranks where I am now. Mm. You see, mine is the only department where they allow colored folks to work anyhow. Huh? You know why? You know why, Slim? No, I don't know why. Because that's the hardest work. That's why. (laughs) But I tell you something. I bet you, if I ever get a chance to crank those, to crank with those cranks, man, I can really crank. You know why? Do you know why I can really crank? No, you tell me. Uh, because I believe a color man can do anything anybody else can can do. All right? Mm. You see now, 
I'm, I'm, Slim, I'm a race man. That's true. What's a race man? Well, a race man is somebody who stands up for his people. That's what he is. <laughs> well, sit down now and buy me a zombie. Huh? This is a Saturday night. We out for some fun. Yeah. We're not out for no arguments about race. Yeah. I've been cuddled all week on my job down at Southern Place. <laughs> yes, ma'am, this and yes, ma'am, that. Yeah. I want to forget it tonight. I don't blame you. Put a nickel on well, who he, was talking to me about the crazy. <laughs> no. Right. I want to you tell them I want to know what they're crazy. Yeah. So put a nickel on Lewis Jordan and let the good times roll. All right, then here, you have the nickel, then you just put it in and let the good times roll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> box bled and the drinks came and that was the end of our discussion for the evening but the next time I ran into Simple it was at the bar he took right up where he left off at and it has been going on ever since usually in the form of an argument it does not always concern race sometimes it concerns his landlady who is his betonoir Sometimes it concerns Joyce, who is his girlfriend. And sometimes it's about what you wish for in your soul, but don't know how to express except in the terms of the things you content with every day. Simple is always contending with something. I mean, always. Episode number two, Simple Stakes Acclaim. It's two weeks later in Patty's Bar, Harlem, New York City, with Simple and his bar buddy, Slim. Hey, fellas. Hey, how you been? I don't see nothing wrong with white and colored being together. I mean, it's uh, all right if they love each other. What do you think about well, it? Well, I'll tell you, man. You see, the, well, the way the way I see this, uh, there's some of them Dixieland governors, right? Now they've been damned and race mixing ever since time begun. Uh, uh, just talking about and allowing as how everybody's separate, right? Then right after nightfall, right afterwards. Them governors themselves start mixing, man. Just start mixing as hard as they can. <laughs> you know why? You see, I, I I went to school with a governor's son, and uh, 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 who were colored, right? O on his mother's side, that is. And man, and see, now, now them governors talk against intermarriage, but they don't say a word about intermating. <laughs> you, you know that, yeah, Jim? Yeah. Uh, now, see, that's what they really should be talking about, intermating. That's uh -huh. the one that is where the problem might come in, uh, you see, uh, w which amounts to practically the same thing. And you know what? There's many a yellow Negro to prove it. You know, you're rather light complexion yourself. You know, no, no, I'm just saying. But uh, see, white folks always uh, seem to be worried about intermarriage, right? Now, ah, why? Huh? I don't know. But all a white girl has to do to keep her marrying a Negro 
Just to say no, that's all. You're uh, right. That uh, problem really has a simple answer. Yeah, because nobody can make a woman marry a man. White or colored, you see? So the answer is just plain and simple. No. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's right, you said. <laughs> but me, you see, now, I, I got a great many other things to worry about besides intermarriage, man. You know, uh, Slim, see, I already got me a, got me a wife, man. And uh, on my hands, <laughs> boy, she is chocolate brown and sweet and all reek. Man, oh man. So intermarriage is no problem to me. No, not Jesse B. Not at all, man. <laughs> no, well, I ain't worried about that. That's right. <laughs> I don't worry about that stuff. You see, you got more important things to be thinking about talking you about. about that. Yeah. Episode number three. A Toast to Harlem. Four weeks later, the Wishing Well Bar in Harlem, New York City. Simple, his bar buddy Slim and Miss Ruby, the barman. Simple and Slim, outsides of the bar. Anyway, as I was saying before, right, why do you think we're like that? What do you mean, why we like that? Negroes not interested or, or ashamed of their own history. That's what I'm talking about. And another thing, we seem to knock and dislike everything we try to do positive in this country, man. Well, I don't know about that, Simple. But I would say that things are... Gladly getting better for the Negro race. Yeah, but I ain't talking about that problem, though. You see, I'm talking about our dislike and, and mistrust for each other. You know what I mean, Slim? That, no. That's what I'm talking about. What well, do you mean? Tell me. Well, well at the same time, well, what I, here's what I mean now. At the same time, we talking about we... I am. No, man. It ain't like that. Oh man, no. there you go again with that negative no. talk. But but I didn't finish. What I was what I was about to say to you is that while at the same time we talking about no man it ain't like that. At the same time we will outrival Leopold's ghost, man. I'm telling oh, you. There you go again with that same negative talk, miseducation about the Negro. No, no. Let's go in here. No, I ain't negative, man. I'm telling the truth. I'm, I'm, Come I'm on, let's go in here. Uh, here where? In the wishing well bar. All right, have a drink. Well, all right. I guess I'll have one before we require the Well, let's go. Come on. Uh, let's go in here. Why didn't you just say the Wishing Well Bar, then? I did say Wishing Well Bar, didn't I? Well, I didn't Well, we're right in front of it. We ain't over across the street. Come on. All right, then. I'll, I'll ring our doing. Hey, Miss Ruby. Hey. How are you? Uh, come on, have a drink. Hey, fellas. Hey, how are you? Hey. Same thing? Yes, same thing. Two <laughs> bottles of Schaefer. <laughs> yep, that's you right. You got it. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Anyway, here. <laughs> what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sword? And then run? Does it stink like rotten meat? Or crust and sugar over? Like a syrup of sweet? Maybe it just sags. Like a heavy load? Or does it exist? Oh! 
I can seem unduly loud at times. Since nobody at the bar was saying a word, doing a law in the bright blues flare of the wishing wells, unusually overworked jukebox. I address my friend Simple. Since you told me last night you are an Indian, explain to me how is it that you find yourself living in a furnished room in Harlem, my brave buck, instead of a on a reservation, on a reservation, God well, dog. Uh, I, 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 uh, yeah, instead of a reservation. Yeah. Because, well, I can explain that. To you you cause, explain cause, it because because I'm a colored Indian. Well, in other words, a Negro. So, no, a black foot Indian daddy, oh, not a red one. You know, anyhow, Harlem. You see, Harlem. Harlem is a place that. I always want to be, man, and if, if, it, if it wasn't for landladies, I would be happy. That's a fact, man. I love Harlem, man. Well, what is it you love about Harlem? Well, it's so full of Negroes. I, I feel like I got protection. From what? From, from white folks. We are the Ku Klux Klan. We hate niggers. We hate Jews. We hate faggots. And we hate Furthermore, I like Harlem because it belongs to me. That's Harlem right. doesn't belong to you, Simple. You don't own the houses in Harlem. They belong to the white folks. Well, I might not own them. <laughs> but your head, man, right in the public. Yeah. But now, they only beat it after they get you down there at that station house. And you know what? They don't beat it then if you know one of them colored congressmen, you know. Harlem does have a few nickels, but... No, yeah, you're right. And you know how? Elected by my own All right? <laughs> Here, man, you see, I ain't scared to, um... See, I ain't scared to vote. That's another uh, thing that I love about Harlem, man. <laughs> I also like it. Because we've got subways. It doesn't take all day to get downtown. <laughs> and neither are we, neither are we Jim Crow on the way, right? Mm-hmm. Why, you know Negroes are running some of these subway trains? Mm-hmm. You know that? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Now, this morning, right, I rode the A train down to 34th Street. And uh, I took the subway, and there were a Negro driving it. Man, he was making 90 miles an hour. And I tell you, that cat was really driving that train, man. God damn. And every time he flew by one of them little stations. Slim. That must Well, you ain't saying that. I was talking to Ruby, that's why. Well, I was okay. Anyway, seemed like he was, no, seemed when he was driving that train, it seemed like he was saying, Look at me. This train is mine. Man, that cat's gone, old man. (laughs) Which is another reason I am. I like Harlem. You know, some
sometimes I run into Duke Ellington on 25th Street. Mm-hmm. And I say, uh, what's up there, Duke? No, he said, solid old man. Yeah. Now, you see, he doesn't know me from Adam, but he speaks. And one day, I saw Lena Horne coming out of the, uh, I think it was the Hotel Teresa. And I say, hubba hubba. What is that, hubba hubba? Well, that's my way of saying hi to her. And she, you know what she did? Tell me. She smiled at me. See, now folks are friendly in Harlem, man. I, see, I feel like I got the world in a jug and a stopper in my hand. Ah, dog. You get a stopper, all right. Yeah, that's right. So drink a toast to Harlem. Come on, let's toast to Harlem, boy. All right. Hold a glass up, boy. That's what you're talking about. I'll toast to Harlem. I damn sure do that. Here's to Harlem. Now, see, they say heaven is paradise. If heaven, if if Harlem ain't heaven, then a mouse eats mice, man. I'm telling you. Ah, heaven is a state of mind. Yep. Another one, guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us another one, baby. All right, you got it. Now I think he needs one, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What did you say before? Hell, what about something about a state of mind? Heaven is a state of mind. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got yeah. to think of that. Yeah, it's sure. yeah you're right. That's because- no... Solid place. You're right. It sure is mine. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it is. Yeah, from Central Park to 179. From river to river. Harlem is mine. You know, a lot of white folks is scared to come to Harlem after dark. Did you know that? That's nothing to be proud of, Simple. Huh? That's nothing to be proud of. Well, I, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry white folks are scared to come to Harlem. But I'm scared to go around somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Well, for instance, right, in my hometown, once before I came north to live, I'm walking down the street, walking down the street, and a white woman jumped out of the door and said, Boy, get away from here, because I'm scared of you. Why did you say that? Well, I, I said, that's what I asked her. I said, why? She, you know what she said? Hmm. Because you're black. Hmm. I said, really? I'm scared of you because you're white. So I went on down the street and whatnot. But you know what I kept wishing? I was black. So I could scare that lady to death, man. So help me, I did. Can you imagine, Slim, somebody talking about this scared of me because I'm black? Huh? I got more reason to be scared of white than they have to be of me. <laughs> yeah, you right about that? Yeah. You know the white folks did? They drove me over here from Africa. They slaved me, freed me, lynched me, starved me during the Depression, Jim Crowed me during the war. Uh, right? 
Then they come talk my day. Scared of me? Man, which is why I'm glad I've got one spot to, 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 to call my own where I hold sway. Harlem. Harlem. Where I can dump my nose at the world. Mm, yeah, you talk just like a Negro nationalist. What? Someone who wants Negroes to always be on top. Now listen to you. You know what you just said. I know what I said. Well, what's wrong with that? When everybody keeps me on the bottom, I don't see why I shouldn't want to be on the top. I mean, I, I will someday, too, you watch. Yeah, and that's the spirit that caused wars, too. Well, I wouldn't mind a war if I could win it. Now, white folks, you know what they do? They fight, lynch, yeah, and then they go on and enjoy themselves. There you go. There you go with that old race against race jargon. There'll never be a peace that way. The world tomorrow ought to be a world where everybody gets along together. Simple. The least man, you can do is extend yeah, a hand, friendly hand. Yeah, oh, man, you saying that, but every time I extend my hand, right, I put my, my uh, I get put back in my place. That's what happened to me. Uh, look, you know uh, them uh, portraits about the black cat that tried to be friendly with the white cat? Did you, you ever heard of that? No, that I've portrait? never heard of that. Well, the black cat said to the white cat, Let's go out on the town. And the white cat said to the black cat, You better sit your black self down. Talk about friendliness of, a, of nature should not exist. Folks ought to live like neighbors. See that? Now there you go again. You always talking about what ought to be, see? But as long as what is, yes, Slim. See, Georgia is Georgia. <laughs> I'll take Harlem for mine, because at least if trouble co trouble comes, see, I'll have my own window to shoot. Oh, I refuse to argue with you anymore, Simple. What Harlem ought to hold out the window to the world is a friendly hand. That's what they should ought. That's what they should do, not a belligerent attitude. Well, it would not be my attitude, man, I will have out of my window. You know better than that. That's what it seems like. Well, I'm well, well, your stories, I swear. What was the story you oh, were telling us last time mean, about uh, Adam and Eve? The, uh... <laughs> Adam oh, you're talking about yeah, the temptation. Yeah, these are right there. Yeah, yeah, that, okay. The temptation. You see, now, when the Lord said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, here's what I want to know. Where was us colored people? What do you mean, where was us colored people? Well, we, where <laughs> were we colored people? Come on. Well, well we, we must not have been there because we're still dark. Hmm. He, he did not include me or else I were not there. The Lord was not referring to people when he said, let there be light. He was referring to the elements, the atmosphere, the air. Well, well, well man, he must have included some people because white uh, people are light. In fact, they're white. Why is I'm dark? Now, you tell me, sir, how come? I say we were not 
there. Then where the hell were we? Late as usual. <laughs> Old CP time. You know what I'm saying. You know about that, don't you? <laughs> there was no CP time. Yeah, it was. You see, what I'm saying uh, to you is that we, we must have, have been down the road a piece and didn't get back on time. That's hard. Simple. There was no CP time back during those days, I said. In fact, no people were created. So there couldn't have been any colored peoples then. The Lord God had not yet breathed the breath of life into anyone. No, no. No, because it wasn't until Genesis 2nd and 7th that God formed man of the dust from the earth and breathed into the nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. His name was Adam. Then he mm-hmm. took one of Adam's mm-hmm. ribs and he made a woman. Yeah, in trouble. Again. Oh, thank God they're both white. How do you know Adam and Eve were white? Well, um. Uh, when I was a kid, right, you see, I seen them on the Sunday school card. And ever since I've been seeing a Sunday school card, you know what I'm saying, Slim? They was white. That is why I want to know. You tell me, where was a Negroes when the Lord said, let there be light? Oh, man. You know what, Simple? You have a color complex so bad, you want to take no, it all the no, way no, back no, to the Bible no, today. No, yes, no, you no, do. no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, no, Lord. No, I, I just want to know how come Adam and Eve was white. That's all I want to know. Now, see, if they had started out black, this world might not be in the fix it is today, Slam. You see, Eve might not have paid that serpent no intention. You know that? See, because I never did know a Negro woman that liked a snake. That snake is a symbol. A symbol of temptation and sin. Oh, and that man. symbol would be the same no matter what race you were. Man, I ain't talking about no symbol. I'm talking about the day when Eve took that apple and Adam ate. That's what I'm talking about. Then from then on, the human race was in trouble. That's what it was. Yeah. There ain't a colored woman living that would take no apple from a snake. Now, you know that? And she better not bring one to her husband. Adam and Eve not. were simple. Simple? No, no, man. See, you simple yourself. But I just wish we colored folks had been somewhere around at the start. That's all I want. I do not know where we was when Eden was gone, but we sure didn't get in on none of the crops. <laughs> we didn't. Huh. So if we had, now you think about this, if we had, we'd not be so poor today. Yeah. See, now the point I'm making is white folks started out ahead, and they're still ahead. All you gotta do is look at me, old buddy. Look at me. I am looking at you, simple. Yeah, you That's know just what I'm doing, looking I'm, at you. Right, I'm glad you are, because, you see, I'm made in the image of God. 
Sure, probably nobody looked like you in the biblical days, too. The American Negro did not exist in BC. You're a product of Caucasian and Africa. Holloman Dixie, you've been conditioned entirely by our environment, our model days. I don't know about all that, but times have been hard, you know, but still, I am a child of God. In the cosmic sense, we all children of God. Yeah, man. But you see, I've been baptized. Yeah, also. Yeah, you too? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. But anyway, and also, I was anointed with oil, right? You know, when I were a child, I'd come through at the morning's bench. I was converted, man. I was converted. See, I've listened to... Uh, Daddy Grace and Eight Father Divine, right? You know? Slim. I'm listening. I'm listening. And I also moaned with Elder Lawson. And, and you know who I prayed with? I prayed with Adam Powell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, I've been to the Episcopalians who was my George. Yeah. What? Get him straight. Yeah, I got him. I uh, no. But if a snake were to come up to me and offer me an apple, know what I was saying? I was say, vomit. You better be on your way. No fruit today. But you got the wrong one. <laughs> That's what I would tell him. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you, you get on along. Somehow, get on along. Be off down the road because you are lower than a toad. <laughs> you know what? And that serpent would respect me as a wise man. And you know, this world wouldn't be, would not be where it is today, all on the count of an apple. And I'll tell you something else. That apple, sir, has. Turned into an atom bomb. Yeah, I tell you. So here you talk. If you had been in the Garden of Eden, the world would still be a paradise. And I guess man would have not fallen into sin. Oh, not this man. <laughs> I would have. I would have stayed in that garden, making great wine. Singing like Crosby and feeling fine. <laughs> Boy. Oh, man. I wouldn't be out here scuffling out in this rough world. You know what I mean? Neither would I be in Harlem. Now, if I was Adam, I would just stay in Eden, in that garden, with no rent to pay. No land leads to God, no time popped a punch and my picture, you know my picture would be on the Sunday school card, man. <laughs> That'd be a real gone guy. You sure would. Yep. Even if I didn't have but one name. Adam. No initials. No yep. initials. 
All right. <laughs> yeah, you would be real gone, all right. But you were not there. So, my dear fellow, I trust that you will not let your rather late arrival on our contemporary stage distort your perception. No, no. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that uh, Lennox Bar over there? Lennox Avenue Bar. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, I know about it. I got one for you. Got one for me? Weaving between assorted terrors is the Jew who owns the place one Jew. Fifty Negroes and Borderies heirloomed from ancient evenings tatted in this neon place. We'd like to thank you for allowing us to bring radio broadcasting into your space. This production was produced and presented to you by the Now Theater Company. Please continue to listen to our bonus music or track that we prepared just for you. Until the next time, so long and be well.